This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Well, folks... We have a golden oldie here. My pal, James <laughs> Pethokoukas, a.k.a. Jimmy P., senior fellow and policy analyst at American Enterprise Institute. That doesn't really do it justice, what he's done down through the years. He's got a new book out called Conservative Futurist, How to Create the Sci-Fi World We Were Promised. First of all, Jimmy P., how are you, my friend? Uh, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I am glad that you did not float away in the rains uh, in New York. I know. It's, it's really... <laughs> I'm glad you are here. Yes, I, I floated. My saintly wife and I and our dog, we floated up to Connecticut, but we are here surviving the rains. So, uh, Jimmy, um, I don't have the book yet, but um, I've read a little bit about it. Uh, how to create the sci-fi world we were promised. I mean, basically, I know you down through the years. You are an optimist uh, in a world of pessimism, I guess. But give us a quick, uh, quick take on this book. This is you're looking for scientific and technological breakthroughs. Um, I'm just going to speculate. You know, of the kind we had in the industrial revolution, of the kind we had in the information revolution. Uh, that makes America and its uh, and its citizenry much more prosperous. That's what you're looking for. Uh, it is. I mean, I think broadly, I mean, sort of the vision of the book, if I can be a little highfalutin here, is, is, a, is a vision of the future that embraces rapid technological progress and economic growth, while, and this is important, is grounded in conservative principles, limited government, free markets, social mobility, and the goal is to use innovation and kind of a techno-capitalism to create material abundance and expand human potential. I think we have an unbelievable moment here with what we're seeing with AI and some real important nuclear energy breakthroughs and what we're seeing with SpaceX, with these reusable rockets, to really create an America of abundance and prosperity and to make sure we have a – the 21st century is another American century – I think we're at a great moment here, and I do not want to miss it or waste it. Yeah, you know, I love that techno, techno capitalism. Uh, I mean, I don't look at Jimmy. I don't know enough about it, really. The AI revolution, um, you know, quantum computing, and all the rest of it. I know a tiny bit about it, but why should we fear those kinds of breakthroughs? Why not harness them for great purposes? I tell you, it, to me, the fact that we had this huge announcement last November about this AI breakthrough, chat GPT, generative AI, and we got to enjoy it for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then immediately it was, it's going to take all the jobs, and when it's mm. done taking the jobs, 
It's going to kill us all. And I've been trying to write, and I write this in my newsletter as well, called Faster, Please, about the huge positive economic impact it can have. Let me give you an alternate scenario. Instead of it being OpenAI, a company funded by Microsoft and run by Sam Altman from Chicago, Illinois, hmm. what if the announcement about AI was made by Huawei or Tencent or Alibaba or some other Chinese tech company? What would have been our reaction last November? It would, what if we were the country that was behind, not China? It would have been a Sputnik moment. Mm. Uh, that's all we would be talking about. I'm glad we are ahead in AI, but I want to make sure we have the kind of public policies that will encourage these technologies and others, and I think really create an economy, again, I think way more productive, way more abundant for everybody than anybody's currently talking about right now. So is the Biden administration standing in the way of this stuff? I'll tell you, here's what's super interesting is that you know, it has this big energy transition idea, clean energy, and they want to they build factories to make windmills and solar panels. They're spending tons of money. And then they found out they can't get any of it built. They can't get any of it built because of regulations, many of which stem from back in the 70s when sort of the real kind of crazy environmentalists began to become influential. And now they have a problem. And th this is, I mean, just to give you a very specific example, one thing that happened you know, during, during the Trump administration where there were some modest reforms on some of this environmental regulation, Biden has reversed those minor reforms. Right. Listen, you can have a lot of big ideas. And you can say the easiest thing in the world is to cut a check. But to actually make it happen, you have to have an economy where people are allowed to build things, and it doesn't take them 30 years to get all the permits. Just one example. Uh, a super disappointing. Listen, the Biden administration, they love talking about energy and productivity. That's all great, and I like that they're pro-nuclear. But when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, they are not doing what it would take, really, to make, the, to make that future happen. You know, Jimmy P., those minor permitting reforms came through our NEC. Uh, that was, you know, Francis Brooke uh, and uh, Andrew Ullman, myself and others, which Trump loved. You know, we wanted a ceiling. We wanted a limit of two years on any project. And we wanted, you know, one, fe one federal plan uh, so you can combine all the agencies and then you'll have one, you know, central decision maker. And they, they turned that back, Jimmy. They repealed that, which I think was a you know, huge backward step. If, if you want, if you want, if anything I've said so far sounds at all interesting and appealing, <laughs> not to be able to make those reforms, much less even more significant ones, that is an absolute gut punch. Listen, yeah. you can talk about funding this or funding that. But if it takes 30 years to build it and then the, and the price goes up by a factor of 10, it's not going to happen. It's like California's learning. You can spend a lot of money on your big high-speed rail idea, mm. but here we are like 20 years later, and like not a single foot of track has been laid. I know. It's an incredible story. You're exactly right. It's a totally incredible story. Um, so, Jimmy, what... what what where's the most promising of these sci-fi breakthroughs? I'll be, I mean, I, people again. I think people might be AI. Of, You're going to say about AI. It, but they have just begun. 
the most boring version of this story is that it lets us kind of do what we're doing somewhat more efficiently. Like if you're like, it, it helps make customer sales reps more efficient. That mm. to me is sort of like the most boring version. The most interesting version is that it will help all kinds of scientists in a variety of fields become more productive. And that's mm. the ball game. If you have more productive science, that is what an economy, a, a frontier leading economy like the American economy is built on. It's built on scientific breakthroughs turned into interesting inventions and then turned innovations that businesses can use. So, so I think should, it will make business more productive, but also make our science more productive. Yeah, so we should turn the scientists loose, let them do what they're going to do. And it's got to be funded. Most of this stuff, it's got to be funded privately, doesn't it? It's got to be you know private capital formation. I, again, like that's one criticism I have of the Biden administration is that they kind of think that like the private sector is over there and they kind of do whatever they do, right? Mm. And then we, but, and then it's government, government is the catalyst. Yeah. Listen, the most interesting companies in nuclear fusion AI, all private startups. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. James Fethikoukas, American Enterprise Institute. Name of the book is Conservative Futurist, How to Create the Sci-Fi World Where We Were Promised. I love it, Jimmy. Good stuff. We'll get you back on the radio because you work for that other network on TV. But it's a pleasure to hear your voice. Folks, we're going to take a break. And the other side, we're going to do some heavy-duty stock market work. High interest rates and falling stocks, not a good combination. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. 